everybody, I'm Roxy. And I'm Priska. And we are the two horny girls. We're just two horny girls climbing the mountain of life. Eating Asian American stereotypes for breakfast. Roxy, we have a super exciting episode today. Tell the people why. Tell um, the people why. I'm sort of in my uncomfort zone right now oh, because oh, like uh-oh. I am taking off my co-host hat today. Wait, where are you putting it? I'm, you know, and as a Capricorn, yeah. you know, it's like really hard to relinquish control. Soup's deaf. You know? Miss <laughs> Director Roxy. Like, I just like, it's just, I'm just going with the flow. What, what, oh, oh whatever just going that with means. the flow? Yeah, I'm just like, what is that? Hashtag things Capricorns have never said. I just don't know what it's like to be led by somebody else. Uh-huh. I just naturally step into being a leader, which is like something I'm so well, good at. Well, honey, you know? I'm going to be gentle. I'm going to be real gentle, but today on the show, we have Roxy's BFF slash life partner slash soulmate. (gasps) Tell the people what her name is. I know that all of y'all goatees who have been listening to our podcast Mm -hmm. for a long time know of her. I like said her name like so many times. Like she basically comes up in almost every single episode. episode. Yeah. Her name is Rochelle Flauta. Rochelle Flauta. Like the taquito. Oh, oh, like literally like the taquito. I know. You might be able to hear her in the BG because she is here with us right now. And we are so excited. We've done a little sleepover at, at my place in Chino. It's been the best time. They're never leaving. Oh my God. <laughs> they're never leaving. Yeah, no, I'm trapping them in. Prisca has been devising many different ways yeah, no, the to doors, keep us here. You can come in. You can't go out. It's a little terrifying. I just want to give you inspiration for your next horror flick. That's oh, the, yes. The no, you're always inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, that's the fact. Um, but, you know, we've been off the air for a little bit because we've been taking a little breaky break because it felt like World War Three was upon us. Um, and, you know, we just survived a pandemic and are still surviving a pandemic. So we needed a little like mental break. What have you been doing, Rox? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think I've been fucking floored through this whole thing. Yeah. I gotta be honest. I, yeah. you know, it's like, remember, like during the pandemic was George Floyd, BLM. And then like we had the stop Asian hate attack on the Asian elderly. It just yep. feels like this is a very strange time to be alive for I have to be sure. honest yeah. and like um it, the whole thing with um the attack on Ukraine and like really for me it was it's sort of like picking apart what U.S. imperialism actually is Ooh. and like with the sanctions what it does to people and now with like our gas prices rising to like almost seven dollars like yeah. there's a lot of change happening in our world right now like For sure. everyone is being affected so I just say please be gentle with yourself yeah. please be gentle with those around you and I just have to say even to like two days ago I got you know assaulted by someone on the street oh my um, god and you know go tease I'm fine you know I had a whole community that like really backed me up and checked in on me and I I am okay now, but it's just, um, honestly, just please be as safe as possible, yeah. you know, um, really take care of yourself and those around you. And check in on your friends. Absolutely. Yeah. This is where we have to really step up as people and as a community. Yeah. And that's why I'm so grateful for you. And I'm grateful for Rochelle. Grateful that we're here in your beautiful mansion in <laughs> Chino to be able to spend these be safe days together. together. Yes. And it's been, yeah. um, it's nice to feel held in this way. Yeah. Um, but what about you, my love? I mean, I, you know, it, it's been heavy. It's, it's a weird time to be Taiwanese, I feel like, yes. you know, in the world. It's an right. interesting time. And right. I think it was great to get some perspective from your parents the other day. Where right. We were freaking out and, um, you know, just talking to them made me feel, okay, a little more calm and right. less 
catastrophic, you know? Right, right. But, you know, it is crazy. Like what happened to you on the street, literally in front of your apartment, um, it, it, it really matches the tone of what's been going on in the country. And it's hard when it, it, ends up being so close to home, you know, and it ends up being happening and occurring to people that you love and care about. And at first I I just remember I was completely livid and then I was myself scared and then I felt like crying, you know, and, and, and then I was so upset that so many people in our community have faced what you're facing. Um, and it sucks. Like, how is it that just because we weren't like you weren't physically injured, how is that lucky? Because there's nothing lucky about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yeah. awful. Right, right. So I just think that for all of us, you know, um, there's a lot of questions. It's easy to go into the dark side. It's yeah. easy to think about, you know, how all of this is sort of spiraling out of control. Yeah. But I just like implore everybody to just um, manage your energy and like stay in high vibrational energy. Yeah. And if you're feeling very low, be around those around high vibrational energy yeah. so that we can start to lift each other up and like create safe pockets of safety for each other for sure um, and so like in here in your beautiful uh, chino mansion and <laughs> you know it was it's like literally we had the best morning today like yeah. we had coffee you know at mi cafecito in yeah. downtown pomona and then we all bought plants for each other like literally like the yeah. best day ever just the small simple things but just relishing Honestly. it being really present like yes the world's ending it feels like but it, it like as long as we can be with the people we love and, and the people that really matter you know exactly that's what matters stay present be mindful and yeah um and i think that's really all there is to say because we also have so much information streaming in constantly yeah. more than our predecessors ever had yeah so like um be mindful of all the information that you're taking in for sure i mean it's like it's like we were talking about it like it's tough to balance staying informed but then also um doom scrolling yes so just try to set those boundaries for yourself um i notice a lot more people are like silent silencing notifications a lot more people are just that's really smart you know it's like phone hygiene kind yes. of like social media hygiene just be aware of what your tendencies are and that's fine these apps are made to be addicting so don't be hard on yourself i i just want to be really clear about that they're made to be addicting they're made to keep your thumb scrolling until you have carpal tunnel so that's okay just set an alarm for yourself um you know have someone keep you accountable um have a text thread that like you know keeps each other accountable whatever helps for you just do that it's okay that it happens but also be mindful of it Absolutely. Yeah. But I can't wait to talk about. I know. To, to talk to my best friend today because like we obviously, you know, want to keep mindful of that about what's happening in the world. But today is a happy day Today's because happy Rochelle day. is actually here. Okay, Rock. So today our big topic is platonic romance. Love um, that. Romantic friendships, if you will. Some Love that. People, I mean, not to give it too gendered of a name, but some people are calling me, oh, a wo- womance, um, <laughs> which is well, terrible. Then, well, bromance has always existed. Right. right? So why not womance? Why not? Yeah. I mean, why it not? It sounds, sounds terrible. kind of. It looks weird, better dude. written. Yeah. Yeah. It looks better yeah, in our show notes yeah, than it does yeah. when I said Whoa, it. Whoa, Whoa, man. Whoa, man. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's been a lot of like romantic friendships throughout history, throughout time. It just hasn't really got a lot of shine uh, right. because of heteronormativity taking center stage. <laughs> um, but basically, we're talking about emotional, non-romantic bonds. Right. Um, and with a degree of like both physical and emotional closeness that's beyond what's common and contemporary. Western society. So being part of one, before we bring Rochelle in, what is it like to be part of a romantic friendship? I thought you were going to say what's the a romance. Of, <laughs> of what? Oh, yeah. Of a 
the throuple. Well, you know, you know, what's interesting is that more of these, um, the more of these relationships are popping up into the mainstream. Yeah. Like I just saw the other day on this article how like two best friends, they don't call themselves best friends. They call themselves platonic soulmates. Yeah. And Ooh. they turn, they live together. Yeah. They're like, we're actually choosing to live together and that like we have different romantic partners, but we're very committed to this relationship yeah. with one another. And I think like, you know, in when we were in our formative years, we just ingested what best friends is through our environment and through media and TV. Yeah. And it's always some sort of someone is always serving the other. You know, there's always like the mean girl. There's always like sort of like the sidekick. Yeah. The best friend, the ugly best friend, whatever. And I sort of fed into this like as I was growing up and I never felt truly equal with somebody. Mm. And it's because someone always had more leverage than I did. And and I think we were always trying to earn the love and respect of our best friend yeah but then the, we would and then if we talk about guys or whatever there's like jealousy there's like all these weird dynamics competitiveness yeah that yep. really came in through um what was fed to us in terms of what like this relationship should be yeah and then like Ro- rochelle and i basically did not we fell in love at first sight but it wasn't like it was just excitement, you yeah. know, sort of how the, how the way that you and I sort of greet everybody. Right. And so it wasn't like immediately like we're attached to each other. Like this really took time to build. Right. And then as it took time to build, we became like sisters and sisters is great because it's like, yeah, like it's, it's like family, but then it went even deeper than that. Yeah. Like this is somebody who really listens, who holds me accountable, who's invested in my happiness and my future growth. Right. It's awkward. Cause she's like sitting right here. I know next she's sitting right here, but this. I mean, I'm just <laughs> pretending i'm like gonna enter but like, i'm just sitting here like okay we're not ready to introduce you quite yet i'm like i'm like obviously i always talk about how much i love her but this is you know somebody who really came in and changed my life in the view of my relationships yeah. not just mine with hers but also setting the foundation for what I want in all of my relationships yeah. from here on out. So, um, you know, the opposite of jealousy is compersion, right? Mm. Which is like, um, you want the best for somebody. You want them to be their ultimate happiest self. And this is something we always say in polyamory. Right. It's just like, I'm not going to be jealous of my partner. I want them to foster other ones and grow. Right. But there's also a commitment to each other as well. Yeah. And a commitment to each other's growth. I, I mean, I, I'm super excited and I feel super fortunate because I've seen your friendship mm-hmm. IRL. Like I've lived with both of you and right. I've seen like the generosity and the love that kind of abounds, you know? Yeah. And I think even when I was younger, I was like jealous of the type of friendship y'all had because yeah. it just seemed like like untouchable in such a cool way and so I'm so excited to like get into it and Mm -hmm. um you know one of the one of the things that I've seen with the two of you is that you go on dates you make time for each other Mm -hmm. whether or not you have partners or whatever it is you know you make time for each other and we've heard so much from your side Roxy I know that I think it's I'm like so stoked today yeah I'm like so stoked I'm so stoked to to hear Rochelle's side of things and and just hear about you know what her perspective was because I think we've heard the external um, view of what Rochelle was going through and how she behaved and how she operated, but we get to actually hear it straight from the horse's mouth. So yes. before we jump in, a um, couple of things. 
like you mentioned, Roxy, like young people now, a lot of them are opting to marry their best friends. Smart move. Yeah. And we, you know, we shared a phone plan that, yeah, like sharing phone plans, sharing credit card, sharing, you know, vacation, like hundred percent. And, and that's like something that I, I hope, and I believe that we're going to see a lot more of. So I think like the dynamic that the two of you have, it's, it's going to be more commonplace as we move forward and Mm -hmm. as we evolve as a society, because it really just makes sense. Um, and I just want to say like, this is all contributing to Roxy's dream of forming a friendship commune. (laughs) I believe it's going to happen. I know. I know. She's going to be our cult leader. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I'll be, I'll still be running the podcast from the commune. Um, But Roxy's going to be too busy because she's going to be like leading like a bunch of our friends in like yoga and breath work and, and, you know, in tarot. So this is all contributing to that. And also if you haven't listened to our maintaining adult friendships episode, that's a good one to go back and listen to maybe before this one or after whichever, because Roxy talks a lot about her side of her and Rochelle's friendship. So go and take a listen to that. Are you ready, Roxy, to bring in the woman of the hour? <laughs> the one woman that's been sitting right here for the for past 20 minutes? Hour? <laughs> door open. Door open. <laughs> Rochelle <laughs> enters. <laughs> Hello? Bring out these microphones? This yeah. is so cool. It's what an so awesome cool. setup. It's weird that we can have these microphones set up in the middle of a meadow. You know? I know. It's so gorgeous it's right now. Gorgeous. There's like clouds far away. Oh. And there's like a box in front, and like we can Stunning. all describe the box that we see. Oh my gosh. But we'll all describe it differently. And yes. so if someone else heard each description, they would not know what kind of box it and was. And then we'll all understand each other a little better. There you go. <laughs> look at this field. It's look at beautiful. this gorgeous. See, Goatees, how could you not fucking love her? I know. Right? Pet the horse, y'all. She just comes right in and she yes ands the fuck. <laughs> She makes herself shit. at home. Yeah. Here. Everything about her is so good. Well, Rochelle, thank you so much for coming. Thank Yay. you for having me. Um, Long time listener. First time caller. Ah, wow. That's... I'm really honored that you even asked. What's me it like be being here? here? I feel I know. so good being here and listening to you. I was like literally laughing and I like holding my, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> but I'm here now and I'm really excited about about being questioned and, yes. and talking about our our friendship and yes, I, know. Are sweaty. I am I a know. little like we're. I think we're both clammy. We're, I'm clammy. Oh, please I'm, hold I'm, hands. I'm clammy. No, please I'm hold like, each other. Why are you dry? Because my of my eczema. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly, these two have a really special friendship. And like the second you get into a room with them, one, it's wall to wall sound, and it is just <laughs> laughter and joyousness. So before we talk about your friendship, Rochelle, I think our goatees would love to get to know you a oh, little bit better. Oh, Who? Are you? Who am I? <laughs> like, what? Like, what do you do? What are you into? Roxy knows this. I hate talking about myself. <laughs> so, uh, let's begin. Let's uh, begin. Yeah. Um, I am a first generation Filipino American. Oh yes, God. bitch. Love it. Uh, I am a Navy brat. There, I, whoa. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I uh, was born on Treasure Island or <gasps> close to Treasure Island in Oakland, um, but my family lived there. And then I moved up and down the coast of Southern California. Wow. Um, um, so I'm very Californian. Yes. I'm like a California girl. Was that like difficult to make friends when you would move from different city to city or town to town? You know, I grew up very shy. Um, and I think that 
I think I, t- I took advantage of the fact that we moved around a lot to not be shy and to learn how to make friends quickly. But also, okay, we're talking about friendship. This is like a really deep friendship that's long. Yeah. And I learned at a young age that, oh, friendships don't last that long because oh. I'm going to leave soon. Oh my god! And gosh. so like I would make a deep connection and then also know that I need to cut it fast. Would you put on different personalities or no, would you try? Like, no, you would as just a, yourself. Well, as a kid, like I didn't even know who I was. And so it was just like kind of learning about myself while I'm making these friends. Oh my god! And then also kind of letting go and like trying to like, by the end of it, like I only know I was going to be there for like a year or something at, a, at an elementary school. And I'm like, I wanted to make the effort of like one day, like by the end of the school year you are going to be my best friend oh my god and then also know that i'm probably not going to see you again so i had that weird mindset until it was like college when we met it's interesting because a lot of things that roxy references with your friendship is that you are not a possessive person when it comes to (laughs) friendships and a lot of people we grew up like could be and a lot of them happen to be girls and women it might have been that moving around that kind of taught me the importance of not like you hold on enough to allow the person to grow and if they want to grow next to you they choose to and you choose the same versus the opposite where you're like you're mine like possessiveness creates kind of a detachment I think right and I, I I think I needed to grow through a lot of those different relationships in my past to learn what kind of adult friendship I want and and that's why I was able to uh, like kind of know that this was something special and like rooted whoa Um, and then that we're gonna grow together got it (laughs) so that's interesting because I think hearing that with Roxy for you a lot of your early friendships were anxiety based or like self-worth based and you out of survival needed to kind of detach a little bit (laughs) so that you wouldn't care too much yeah and then finding each other I was drawn into caring so much that that attachment grows but it's a very healthy attachment wow that is blowing my mind because that's not something I could have foreseen just from Roxy's side of things well that's crazy because like I moved around a lot too right like a kid but like we both have very different mentalities because she knew she was leaving and I never knew when I was oh it was all TBD it's all TBD and then I'm like god I just like I just made this best friend I have to cut it off right away and I have to like make new friends and for me it's more dragging my feet Mm -hmm. I definitely had that in the beginning because I didn't understand why we had to leave because when you're five years old you think you're going to be where you are forever yeah and then that moment it all of a sudden changed you I had to change that mindset but I had that same feeling at first too wow just like oh no like friendships are supposed to last forever like we're supposed to know the person that we know when we're five years old right right um but then it happened so fast, like from five to six to seven, that's when we like moved around the most wow. until I was around 10 and finally kind of stabilized in, in the San Pedro area. And that's like the, it's the time your, your entire personality is developing. Exactly. It's like not concrete yet. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's where a lot of things, I, I, I was taking them as, um, they're like learning moments and that I like basically was learning how to socialize mm. in that form. So that's fascinating. And so, you know, Goatee's on the show, Roxy and I, we talk a lot about our mothers and we wouldn't be the show that we are or the women that we are without our mothers. Um, Rochelle, you too have a wonderful immigrant mother yeah. um, who you also have a very complicated, interesting, amazing relationship with. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your mom? Because I feel like that's like, that's like what we need to get Start on the show. with the catchphrase. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I love my mom, but <laughs> dot, 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 dot. We all laugh because we all understand. Yeah. We're all from the same. We literally have, I think we talked about this yesterday. All of our, all of our moms are Sagittarius. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
like we're like, oh, what does that mean? Well, like, oh, every time you say something about your mom, like that's like my mom too. I'm sure they all yeah. have very like how you've ex- both explained your moms. They sound very different from each other, even including mine. But right. there's these the nuances of things they do, <laughs> the underlining, yeah. the perfection. The, oh, yeah, like, yeah. That's that's like okay. My mom is so sweet, and, yeah. and beautiful, and not quiet, but also just like. Just like the sweetest. Like demure. Yes. But yeah. she also is like, but I know. Right. Like they she know knows. everything. Yeah. They always know everything. Yeah. They could see it like way before you ever did. Way before. Yeah. yeah. So Rochelle as a kid, like when did you start, I guess, having some friction with your mom? Um, I was such a mama's girl because my dad was in the military. He would always be gone. So me and my mom had a really, really close relationship. Mm. I, I would consider her like one of my best friends, oh, even still today. Wow. I think it wasn't until I turned into a bratty teenager for no reason. I had no reason to rebel. <laughs> Zero. But I was like, this is cool. I was listening to certain music. It just made me like rile up. You were like, so cool back then. Yeah. So cool. You wore all black. Yeah. <laughs> I was like totally not cool. It was like um, ugly. Were, it was gross. <laughs> I was wearing the giant like black t-shirts. You were with, like, like a Metallica. Yes. Like just weird things and like weird hair things that I did and like all the like hot topic things. Oh yeah, <laughs> that every, like all the oh. checkered things. That was exactly when I turned into kind of like not like, we didn't become like arch nemesis or anything like that. But I just became kind of a brat until I was in college oh, and like it. learned to appreciate and and love and miss my parents. But it was like you know my mom she she has the way like. And not explain. Hmm. She she kind of just knows, and yeah. like the way I live is so different from the way she was she was raised. You know, um, she lost her mom early oh. um, when she was only seventeen. Oh um, my god! She came out here uh, to America with my dad when she was only like eighteen, nineteen. Wow! So shortly after, super short. Mom. Yeah, yeah, oh and and so like the way she saw me growing up was just so different. So like I was a lot dirt. Like she's very clean and like right. kept and like held together, kind of conservative. Yeah, a uh, very religious. Um, and like kind of did things by the book. And so right. to her, I didn't do things by the book. And, and it I freaked had, her out a and little. And it freaked her out. But she would always say it in underlining ways. Like just what? Like, like what? Um, like 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 having my car dirty or something like that oh. and just like oh you're not being uh girly oh. or something like that like just her mindset of like what being a sweet girl is yes. and knowing that and her saying that I was like I'm, I want to be the complete opposite of that oh, wow. and that is basically spent from like 14 to my mid-20s when we finally like had a really good relationship after that just trying to be the opposite of what my mom expected me to be and i think that we were hanging out a couple weeks ago we're at boba bear yeah like our literal favorite place (laughs) and like uh rochelle said something that like she she's able to really listen to everything and encapsulate like everything that we're talking about into like one really eloquent sentence Mm. and we were talking about our mothers and she was saying how like Basically, we were always failing at what we were supposed to be as women. Mm. Yeah, that's what our mm. parents or that's what our moms would that's, be saying. That's wow. why we're just like, why is it so hard for us to just please them? Yeah. Like, even if we were trying to fulfill what it is that we wanted and what it is that they wanted, but no matter what, it was always wrong because it wasn't fulfilling what they thought you should be evolving yeah. to as a woman. Right. So it's like being a mom, you know, being feminine, et cetera, et Being cetera. ladylike. A hundred percent. And for yeah. them, like that playbook really worked out for them yeah. and was probably both really important in their home countries and coming to the U.S., like that model minority kind totally. of myth being, you know, absorbed by them. And they're yeah. like, this is the way that we can be successful. And this is the way we can 
I, I almost feel like with my parents, like they have this, they still feel indebted that this country would accept them as immigrants. And so they want to follow the rules because they're like, well, of course, like we're coming here. We should play by the rules closely. You know, everything that that boils down to is just survivalism. Yeah. Totally. You know, totally. they wanted us to be feminine and ladylike so that we could survive. Yeah. yeah. That there was a box. There was a form fit. They, there was like a, a meaning to brands to them, a meaning to americanism yeah that they wanted us to like absorb certain aspects mm-hmm. but it's funny because we would absorb other other parts like the rougher parts yeah of like gro- how is it to be an asian american growing up first generation they didn't know right but so why are they putting like this old way of thinking to a new way that we're actually trying to uh just belong yeah it's it's, it's completely different because totally. they're projecting it but we're experiencing yeah. it yeah, completely different yeah. yeah. so our children in the future are gonna be not spoiled but like we're gonna already have somewhat of a playbook right um but also we're, we already have a way more openness that our parents didn't allow us to have that Very we're like, true. here's, here's what might happen. You being Asian American, we've experienced it full heartedly, but also carve your own future yeah. as you would like that are, you know, a lot of our parents, like they were, they would tell us the kind of jobs they would want us to have right. and, and press that on us. I feel like we have gotten to the point of learning to not press right. on that. So it's a whole different generationally constantly. for sure and it's so interesting because i think i i heard someone say this week like our parents sacrificed a, a relationship with us to give us a better life like like literally i think i was talking to someone and they're like my partner you know they're white their parents are white and they just can laugh and joke about things on this same level mm-hmm. and even though i love my parents like there's a lot of things like we'll never understand about each other. And when they said like, I think our parents like basically sacrificed this closeness to have with us so that we could have a better life Mm -hmm. is kind of intense. Like, did you feel that way with your parents? Um, yeah. I mean, I think what's amazing about both my parents, especially from my dad's point of view, I don't know if it's like being in the Navy or just like, uh, going from Navy to civilian jobs is he's, he's been very, uh, so supportive about anything I'd ever want to do. So as much as I initially, it was just like, Hey, we want you to be uh, a doctor over like, they always say that initially. Yeah. And then as he started seeing me go more into like writing and then more into art, I think, well, it was a constant, like proving myself that it's like, I'm actually good at it. Um, but then a slow kind of like acceptance and Mm -hmm. also like lots of motivation and lots of like love and, and support on that end from from my dad's side. And my mom, I think it takes a little longer for me to like prove that yeah. humanity is just something that's like important to do. Right. Wait, hold on. We didn't, we never really told the goatees, uh, what you do. Oh, oh what do yeah. You do? Oh, good quest. Yeah. I, uh, so I initially, I do production design and I love Amazingly. doing like graphic design, Amazingly. Um, but I just started doing production design in like the film world, uh, since the pandemic started. Wow. I was initially doing a lot more event yes, oriented clean. stuff. Right. Um, yes. She's talking herself down because she is just <laughs> anything she touches just ends up looking gorgeous. Like she fucking designed shit for like Coachella, soon I heard media, oh, yeah, soon to be South by Southwest, uh, so many things. Yeah, like every big brand like Me Undies, like and she's then she just production designed it. my latest movie, List of a Lifetime. Yep. It's it's insane, and and so Goatees. I think everyone knows why 
we love Rochelle. I think all of you have just fallen in love with her. And I don't think, Ratch, this is going to be your last appearance on the show. Oh, like, there's just no not. way. Yeah, I'm starting to loosen up. I was definitely, like, nervous to Why? be on because I've never been on a podcast <laughs> oh, before. And it's weird to... Yeah, first time. Oh, the cherry. You're just basically talking to your two best friends. That's I know. Girl. And I know. now it's starting to feel like we are just sitting in a living room just talking to each other. And I mean, that's... We're in a meadow. What? I know. We're yeah, in a meadow. We're in a meadow. That's what we're doing. And Yaya is... We... The biggest disruption to our production today was Yaya would not move out of Rochelle's seat. <laughs> I know. She's um, like not letting me be comfy. She's yeah. too comfy right now. So, okay. I think all of our goatees have fallen in love with you and this is a great place to bring Miss Roxy back in here and we want to just talk about y'all's friendship. Can you guys... Tell me, what was your first impressions of each other? It is interesting when we've talked about this moment so many times, because every time we meet any new friend, we like to sit, obviously, like we're drinking, we're talking, and all of a sudden, like, this is how we met. Uh, You didn't ask, but we're going to tell you the story. (laughs) (laughs) And so, but like, I feel like our our perspectives have almost merged, but I still remember my perspective. Okay. And I think this is how everyone would feel about Roxy when you first meet her. And I'm sure this is exactly (laughs) how you felt as well. No, I'm sure. feeling is like she's immediately your best friend uh-huh that's the feeling like she's because she is just so it's like a lo- a ball of light you're like oh my god <laughs> and so we met through our friend june in okay. french class and i literally met her in french class like we were sitting there she pointed at her saying like that's roxy i'm like hi <laughs> and then like the next moment she's like she needs a roommate that's me okay <laughs> oh and then we're gonna god. need roommates and she was this like ball of light so good at learning French was just like a such a highlight and everyone obviously <laughs> would remember who you are yeah but like at the same time it's just like again we would always talk about our friendship and how it grew it was a slow burn yeah it was like as much as like I'm um, like everyone thought you were amazing and wanted to be your best friend because and you let you had that openness of like I am your best friend right like to the world and to like wherever you were um, so so to me I was like she's amazing but also it's just like all right we're gonna be like roommates and and like we didn't like ever really cross paths not that we weren't trying to right like I had a weird schedule where I, I slept really late and, <laughs> and I woke up really late like it was bad how the I, fuck did you pass French class I got, yeah, I got stoned way too much in college you and, missed uh, every class. I know. And I would study like a lot the day before and then forget it. Oh my so God. If we talk about French now. I'm like, I don't remember. But I'd memorize shit and then yeah. I'd forget it the next day. Anyways, um, <laughs> so we had, we, we never really crossed paths during, like while we were living together. So we never really had that bond. But okay, I feel like the moment that I knew we were definitely on the path to like being like closer friends, like yeah. amongst the group of closer friends, like not best friends just mm-hmm, yet, mm-hmm. was we were, I mean, and you have these like amazing heart to hearts with friends. Right. And when you have that with the first time you ever have it, uh, you like, you'll remember that forever. Yes. And we were sitting. It's like a good orgasm. Like, oh, can I ever have this with someone else again? Exactly. I don't never know. Gonna be this it was again. so precious and beautiful. <laughs> but, um, you know, like UCI, I never really related to anyone there, mm. to be honest. And, and it wasn't until I lived with you guys that, um, you were such, like such creative beautiful funny people Mm -hmm. and so when we sat down together and we just I think we were drinking and then we all of a sudden started talking about your film ideas Mm. I the the moment I'm like this girl is fucking rad was you were talking about uh Cece yes and and doing a um and how you were talking about your friendship with her yes Mm. and and how it 
you were so obsessed with the way she thought. Yes. And ah. the way you described her was so beautiful. It made you like it like it was just like the beauty of that was like I fucking appreciate the way you appreciate other people. Oh. Beyond oh. you just being so amazing on your own. <laughs> so you you were talking about how you loved when she put like like going underwater felt like jello in yeah. her ears. Yeah. I'll remember that forever. Cause that was just so like such a nuanced imagery yeah just so beautiful and and that's like the kind of director writer you are you like those are the things you'll pull from the people you love right and that's why i love you and that's why like i literally fell in love with you then (laughs) oh my god they're like creative soul that's so soulful it comes from a deep deep place thank you not just like i'm trying to be cool and loving creativity like no it really came from like your gut thank you you (laughs) fell in love with her brain her soul her all um one thing that struck me kind of knowing you guys back then um is you guys seemed like such opposites Mm, at the time mm -hmm. oh yeah like i feel yeah (laughs) (laughs) totally i feel like how you guys have adulted you guys have become more similar in ways but then the things that are opposite are still opposite but you've also have this like center core of adultness together like plant love like you know just being fucking badass at what you do Mm. which is just so different um, but when you were younger, like Roxy was super high energy. Rochelle was a little bit more low energy. Like Roxy, super A type. Rochelle was a little more like, you know, go with the flow. Go with the flow. Yeah. yeah. I guess, how did those opposite aspects of yourselves like draw you together? You know what's interesting? It's so interesting the way that you phrased that question because it really got me thinking about how we influenced each other in very mm. peripheral ways. Interesting. So it's like the whole plant obsession that Rochelle had <laughs> like forever and I never understood it. Right. I never appreciated <laughs> it. She would used to grow like gardens and, and like fruit and vegetables like wow. when we used to live in Silver Lake together and I just never oh. appreciated it. Apparently she had the fiddle leaf like in her room. Never saw it. <laughs> like even though it's been there the whole time, never cared about it just wasn't on your radar no and then yeah. now i'm just like plant crazy and yeah. then we just give each other plants all the time now right. you know right and then also like filmmaking that's also something peripheral like i we have different leadership abilities mm-hmm. and um you know we are very different people yeah but i think we rub off on each other in different ways that we apply to ourselves and make it work for us mm. so from that it's it's acknowledging full acceptance of somebody wow because you're not pushing anybody and i just the one thing i love about rochelle the most is that she will always give me like be very transparent with what she thinks yeah and she'll give give me insight into a situation that i'm having an issue with and at the end of it she's always like but if you choose not to yeah go this way i will still support you oh wow and um that's something that i've never heard wow from anyone in my life that's pretty insane and like would you say that roxy's impacted you also like kind of pulling you in different directions as well well i think the whole like opposites attract thing i think all our differences are actually very on the not surface level differences mm. but in the end i think we we always go back to the fact that we allow each other to grow mm. and we're still like sitting next to each other mm. and that's the support thing right? yeah it's just like you you've never once made me feel like you were always supportive you never like used me as a button of a joke in any way it's just Mm. always like so open and free and I think that 
it's like we don't have to see like you're going to be one of those friends that if I if we draw each other away or if we don't see each other for a year the next time we see each other will feel like exactly the same mm. right but we are so drawn to seeing each other because it feels empty if we don't yeah. that we just like consistently do that and that brings it back and I think we always just have I think it's just a similar wavelength yeah um, even if we're so different so it's like yes you have higher energy I definitely have lower energy mm-hmm. but when it comes to like the balance in between um it just feels so comforting yeah that i think that's where we're in the same flow that the energy levels almost don't matter that they don't really like actually are parallel there there's like a guttural like a, a deeper like underlying that's actually the same um yeah one of my greatest fears in our relationship because yeah. we were domestic partners for six years right and i've never really knew like we never really talked about her army brat situation yeah and like but i've always noticed that rochelle was really fine with just detaching Mm -hmm. and my biggest fear was like you're gonna detach from me yeah and i i just i moved around a lot i was used but there was something about this friendship that i was so scared of losing yeah and when we didn't live together anymore i'm like oh my god we're never gonna see each other again right and then she reassured me she's like no no it's gonna be different it's gonna be different and i'm like how is it gonna be different i was like i see how you are with people and you're just like so confident you just like go like a butterfly and like you're gonna be a butterfly and i'm a rock yeah can i stay in the same place you know because there's something about her that could seem like oh just unaffected by things that are happening yeah and that was my fear and that was your fear yeah Yeah, and i see i see where that's coming from um and i wouldn't even say that when we decided not to live together it was like a test it was more like it it just felt so natural like it it didn't feel like when we stopped living together, I actually didn't, it wasn't so, so sad to me because I knew that I would be seeing you like tomorrow, like the very next day. And I think it's just this relationship that we've developed throughout those six to seven years that to me didn't even feel like it was going to change. So no matter what, like I didn't feel like that. I'm sure like that was a fear for sure on your end because you have seen that from me to others. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I wanted you to make sure, because I remember you saying that um, initially when I was going to move away, um, I wanted to make sure that you didn't feel that. So I wanted to make the effort initially, but but at the same time, there was almost no effort to be needed to do. That's true. It was just so easy that like, I wanted to see you like the very next week. Yeah. And then it became like a weekly thing. Like we, we love making, um, what is it called? Uh, you, we make like traditions, I guess, Uh, because we come from very, we don't have traditions in our families. Yes. Um, you know, like I didn't really celebrate Christmas that much and I don't think you did as well. And so we kind of make these like weird traditions of our friendship that make it the stability is created. Yeah. Wow. Rox, how does it feel hearing kind of Ratchet's side of it? That's interesting. Yeah. I think because like, it makes me analyze my behavior because mm. as you know, like yeah. I'm always, I'm going to be there for everyone. Yeah. I'm going to have a million friends and anybody can come over anytime and I'm right. going to be best friends with everyone. Mm-hmm. And then so, but Rochelle wasn't like that. She's like, whoever's here, I'm going to bond with you and take care of you. But there's like no, like I, I there's no need to like ha- to be that needy or codependent yeah. with anything. So I just thought that she's very like, you know, just very detached in that way, right. but like very loving at the same time, yeah. which I think is a really strong spiritual trait. Sure. So then, so then I internalize that as like something that might just leave my grasp mm, right. when 
at the end that's not what it is because she's very intentional about the relationships that she wants to keep yes whereas me at the other end was like i'm gonna keep all of these people around me all the fucking time yeah Yeah. and i I think like you know even on our crushing hard episode yeah you were saying you know you like to impress your crush you like to peacock you like to do something you're gonna want me because of how great i am i'm talented yeah (laughs) and with with rochelle it's like obviously you care about what roxy does in her career but you kind of don't care because that's not (laughs) what you that's not why you love roxy deeper like it's like you can literally this is when you know a friend is a friend is when if you weren't this that and and the other yeah and it's like you are just the person standing in the corner and we're like looking at each other it's like i love that person and then you can choose whatever path you want to be if you want to be a teacher if you want to be a director but that person innately is still deep down inside you will go into those careers yeah but it's not the career that impresses me it's the person that goes into those right a lot of that's formed by us living together because you get to see me for what i really am and then you took a real interest in whatever it is that i was doing whether it's like cooking something stupid or (laughs) like you know or um doing music or like being on iPhoto or photo figuring booth. out how to clean something in the house exactly like, so it's it's just like you the simple mundane things yeah. that you connect over yeah I think it's so amazing to have lived with you guys for a year and seen a little sliver of that and I guess um, I'd love to move into that the, mm-hmm. the portion of living together mm-hmm. and you know I think what can differentiate a lot of friendships from just a regular friendship to kind of this romantic friendship mm-hmm. and this like you know romance within friendship involves some domesticity, you know, involves living together. And so when you guys decided to move into the Mentone apartment post-college, this is like a very intentional decision now. This isn't like, (laughs) oh shit, we need roommates, we're thrown together. This is, we're moving into the fucking city together. Um, Did you have any trepidation about kind of stepping into that, just the two of you? I don't think so. Well, (laughs) well, we were were like not the closest in our Parkview apartment in Mm -hmm. college. And and I wanted to move to Los Angeles. And I'm like, June wasn't going to. Oh, she had her own situation already set up. Yeah. Or she's going to move in later. Yeah. And then Mary had another situation. Mm -hmm. And then Rochelle's like, I'll move with you. (laughs) It would be that simple. Yeah. It was so simple. It It was was like, it was, but you know that, that feeling, that bubbling excitement of like, Ooh, we're, we're ready to go into this next phase of her life yes. yeah that's what we both had so like whether or not it was with each other and luckily it was at the time we were like looked at each other like yeah you same amount of energy and excitement about starting this new thing that kind of bonded us immediately wow um and so it just felt really easy i will yeah. say this that if it wasn't for living together i don't think our relationship would be i don't like think that. so either wow. yeah. i, don't I, think, so I think part of living together is you have to overcome certain you know whether it's disagreements or not seeing eye to eye on something oh, for sure. or you know mm-hmm. even I'm just like messy. slight irritations <laughs> or whatever no. I'm very messy. i mean but so what like I feel like overcoming that is definitely a big part of solidifying this you know different aspect to your to your friendship like this this partnered view of it almost and so what were what were like let's just you know what were like one or two things that you guys had to overcome during that time (laughs) to be honest (laughs) well to be very very honest yeah yeah oh yeah there was yaya being a puppy but I think um we without even saying it back in the day of just like oh let's make sure we communicate so that we can be better roommates like most people have that these days as an adult we we learn that it's better to not creep around things we immediately thought hey we're very vocal about how we feel let's make sure we say it 
And so mm. we did, even though there were still issues with like Yaya being young and <laughs> pooping all over the place. <laughs> lots um, of diarrhea. Lots of, lots, um, lots of urine. And there, <laughs> I think what it comes to, what it comes down to is when you're 20 something, early 20s, post-grad, we are both kind of careless in, mm. in fun ways. That's why we love each other. Cause it was like <laughs> just so fun to live together at the same time. Um, you know, like we would tell each other exactly like, Oh, can we do this? Can you do that? Um, and then sometimes we'd also forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's okay. So we always have to keep reminding, but that's what, one thing that we were very good at was constantly reminding mm. even though we might not do it like if oh. I might not do it or you might not do it we just make sure we keep oh. saying it over communicating and Over-communicate. also like Rochelle says it in a way that doesn't trigger me uh. like for example she'll be like Bunny remember we gotta <laughs> yeah. keep this clean oh, yeah you know, there's like, poop on there's the floor, poop on the floor. <laughs> I, and I would leave signs but it's not like um, it's passive not like, aggressive it's not, a, it's not a passive aggressive time because yeah. like we literally talked about it 10 minutes like, ago and I'm like <laughs> but here's a reminder there's yeah. poop on the floor <laughs> I'm like, right there house as clean as your <laughs> vagina you know like it was done in a very cute way you know because like you know i lived with other roommates before where people had a very specific way of living yeah. and because we were younger no one knew how to communicate yeah, yeah. so like there's a lot of passive aggressive That's energy the worst. creeping around yeah. is the worst you're not going to develop an actual friendship if you're going to creep around each other and go to your other friends right. going like this bitch don't clean right exactly um so we try to tell each other that would you say Rox? like you you weren't so much worried about rochelle's approval because she gave you that Kind of upfront. Yeah, it's it's just interesting. Like I've never really had Rochelle has never <laughs> like you know she has never shot me down on something yeah, or said something was fought. a bad idea. <laughs> wow, you know, and, and she uh, maybe that's never. not always the best thing. No, she never <laughs> has. Like like if I'm if I'm like hey like uh we should get a room or we should get a roommate and then I pick up like a random girl. From oh, we have a club. Okay, this is not this, a hypothetical. No, situation. no, this has actually, actually happened. happened. And We've I'm like had... she showed me her nipple rings, and so I decided to take her <laughs> and home. You're like, Woo! And I'm like she's our new roommate and then Rochelle's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> other people would have warning signs <laughs> but we went through shit together wow. you know? I yeah. think that's what made it stronger is that we went through the shit together together like together like this sucks let's talk about it yeah. like, right. but it's not something like you would do against me or I would do against you it'd be like we're going through a weird moment of being in your early 20s right right um, right and we would always okay and this might be one of the bad things but it was both of us we are the worst enablers oh. <laughs> I mean, it's not good. Prisca's I mean, this is like coming yes. to the fold oh, yeah. of this. Now. I mean, and Priscilla, yeah, Priscilla I mean, with us well. Oh my god, it was perfectly like we like enablers. enabled the shit out of each other. <laughs> so bad, which made us more alcoholic, which made us more. I mean, like, what were things that were bad? I don't know. We no. were just drunk on wine all the time. It's it was just great. Funny. I mean, and yeah, you know, yeah. like like you would come home from like Priscilla yeah. lived with us for like a year, but it's yeah. like I remember coming back from work like late at night, maybe like not even that late, like only eight p.m. Yeah, and I just see Rochelle by herself with like a giant <laughs> bottle of four dollar Livingston wine and then like she's the size like, of our bodies yeah, yeah yeah and then she's just like pretending she's in a commercial being like Livingston wine the it's best, the best wine, wine. <laughs> just talking to herself yeah. and, then, um, and then because it's so fun you just want to join on it right and then you join on oh, it oh yeah and then like we're just fucked, fucked. <laughs> I think what was so great is like it was like such an improv household. It mm. was like, you come in, whoever you are, you're going to get yes-anded. Like, it doesn't yes. matter. Like, oh, you're wearing all green? Okay, we'll go yes put on and. all green yeah. and put on green eyeshadow and go to a green bar. Yes. Like, I don't know. Oh, yes. Is it St. Patty's Day? I don't know. 
Yeah, we were just like that constantly open. And also, the, the thing is, like, I'm very A type, right? Yeah. I like planning. I like to do what. But then Rochelle's like, "Hey, you want to get McDonald's?" Yeah, like, she's the only person I'll be like, "Yeah, okay, yes. let's go right now." Like, <laughs> oh my just, gosh, like everything out the window because it's so fun. Yeah, but it's also so nourishing to be with her. Yeah, yeah. I do remember like afternoons that would feel like afternoons when you were a kid because you were just floating in this space with Rochelle, having yeah. this dreamy ass conversation. Yeah, um, that ranges. From, I don't know, buying candy to Coachella to, you know, you just everything. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, it's only like 5 p.m. But I feel like I've lived an entire lifetime in this afternoon. Yes. Because she just lets you dream, you know? Yeah. You just we let just, people dream. I'm such a dreamer. We go to Rite Aid and it becomes like a whole full fucking day. Like, I don't even know. Oh, yeah. We would spend a lot of our time just going to Trader Joe's like, that was a great fucking day. <laughs> that was a great day. We picked out some Trader yeah. O's. Yeah. And we're going to look for jobs an tomorrow. adventure. Yeah. You know, I remember like we would go go to like the mall like to oh, get yeah. like candy and like take photos and like we the can little, have the best time almost the best anywhere. doing anywhere. nothing yeah. doing absolutely nothing which i think is where we bond doing nothing in, yeah. in the best way yeah so you guys alluded to feeling like especially after living together for a amount of time feeling like siblings feeling like sisters and you know i, I know roxy's biological family a lot of your families in taiwan you don't have really family here to do Christmases, Thanksgivings, whatever it is. Um, do, do you feel like that played a part in you guys just kind of bonding more closely and becoming I've family? siblings have conflict. Yeah. Rochelle and I, I could probably just mention, think of two times we're probably like we're angry at each other. Yeah. But that's it. But not even like that angry. It wasn't we, even like, that bad. We discussed it. Like yeah. we had a discussion. Yeah. yeah. We talked about it afterwards. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, but then aside from that, and most of it ha- doesn't really have anything to do with us. It probably had to do with the boyfriends that we were fucking right. like, dating yeah. during the time. Or like Which, upset with the decisions. That yeah, we I know. Upset. Which I would love to talk to. Because <laughs> that's a huge, that's a huge component of like, of this romantic friendship. You we know what I'm saying? were two couples living in one house. It, ooh, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's. Oh, <laughs> I oh, witnessed well, some of that and it was a lot. It was literally like really, it really was a sitcom. Yeah. But like becoming each other's family, like yes. literally becoming like that. the two people in this town of crazies yeah. to rely on, to have, like you said, traditions with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, what did that look like over the years? Well, going back to the whole sibling thing, we, because like Roxy is the only child and I wasn't that close to uh, growing up with my brother or my sister. Got it. And so when we in our early 20s were like developing our friendship, it was just like, oh, shit, we get to choose mm. our family mm. at this point. Like any friend or any friend group that we start creating at that age or even like the people that you pull from like your past and stuff. That's your choice now. And it's yeah. not like we we're no longer the like not big fish, but like, you know, big fish in a small pond. We, we literally, if, if any friend has made us feel in a certain way, kind of negative and like, we don't need that. You choose the the friends and fan, like they become your family. Right. And so with us, like she became the sister I've always wanted. Wow. Um, and all the things that like come with that, like there was, there was like, we relied on each other without yeah. even asking. Ooh. Um, if you needed me, like we knew that if we would drop the hat yeah. for anything, uh, we would drop anything for each other yes um if definitely if you needed me but even if you didn't because we literally just had so much fun together. Uh, yeah and that you need to start off like oh who do you feel so like how do you when you're hanging out with someone and you're having so much fun yeah that itself is just like that is the evolution of a really good uh relationship yeah. let alone like communication not being able to like we are able to talk to each other not fight um, because we're able to discuss it, not because we're trying to like close each other off from from our disagreements or, or um, what we don't think like what where we don't like 
we're not where we're not aligned right because it was sort of like rewriting what friendship is right and also creating our own family culture yeah. so it's yeah. like then there's leah and then there's you yeah. you know like it, it, and then now that we've brought this new culture into our 30s yeah like yeah. it's blossoming even more it's true it, it, it is kind of bizarre because i think at the at the reno house especially when i'd come over it would be you two definitely felt more like a couple than the people that you were partnered with at the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you two would be like, Oh, where's the cups? Oh, it's over there. Okay. Can you get that for me, hon? Okay. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait, is anyone else here? Yeah. <laughs> it just seems like it's just the two of you. Yeah. yeah. You know? When our, when our, when our, when our um, male partners were around, we, we had to cater to them, but like when they, when they weren't around, yeah. it was just like, <laughs> well, we talked about this before and we've discussed that. Um, why are, why do we treat our closest friends, mm. our best friends, um, almost better than our partners? Because, Ooh. because when we're with our partners, we almost feel like, Oh, I can be completely me. I need, I can tell you exactly how I feel. Almost yeah. feel like a detriment. Right. Um, where you're like, I need, to be able to say this which i understand that but for some reason when you when it's your best friend and you guys have a really healthy relationship you're like i have a problem with this but i also don't want to like um take for granted that person's this or that and you're very like thoughtful Mm -hmm. of making sure you get what you need but also that you're not gonna like step on them or make them feel like like lesser in any way from something that you might not be on the same way that was fucking relevant oh my god that was seriously that's what makes this this topic that you guys chose so interesting it's not we grew up again uh, with social or society's way of like um this is your best friend this is your maid of honor this is your this this is your that like these are constructs right um but why we we can literally develop what a friendship is and we can label it as a best friend but it could it can mean so many things just like the way relationships have so many variations now yeah friendships have always had that amount of variation right it's just that we just never had those labels for it it's a complete spectrum so do you feel that because your relationship is non-sexual that it it changes just kind of the dynamic of it being different from like one of your romantic male partners see that's the thing if it does become sexual then it becomes something else right and why and is that's that? not what this is yeah no it's, yeah it's, um, i'm curious it, it's and like interesting it's it's interesting because it's it, i feel like sex in itself it's such a heavy weight Mm. because it it just raises the stakes of something yeah and it and it and it's determined through society's eyes to Mm. be something else because then you're just like then polyamory right Right. polyamory is like oh because you do have sex and emotional like ours is everything but that right yeah you know absolutely is it the factor that like it's the vulnerability that you open up that you don't have with a platonic partner hmm. that you have when it is a sexual relationship i don't know this this is just like thoughts coming into why that makes the difference yeah and i like I don't have the answer to that, this me I don't neither know. i i feel that with the way sex exists in our society it does involve some sort of power play yeah and i think when I don't know. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I guess we're just speaking like, you know, for, off the top of our head. But I think when you can pleasure someone or bring them to orgasm, there's some sort of power that either you have over them or they True. have over you. True. Mm-hmm. And I think it just it adds a certain. <laughs> Roxy's resting the mic on Sorry. Her <laughs> the microphone's falling on, on my tit. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just, I just want to make sure. So I think what I, I'm realizing I love about romantic friendships is like without that power dynamic, there is something more pure about it. And like you can love a little more freely without, 
I don't know. This like element. It's more childlike. Yeah. You know, but it's not more, childish. No, childlike. no, 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 no. It, yeah, it's that's like a very important difference. Like, I think whenever I'm with Rochelle, I feel like I'm a child again. Like, it's, it's so true. much fun. Yeah. Like, and it's, and I'm just like happy in a way that everything, all my troubles like go away. Yeah. We're all really goofy together. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I think it's As so fucking tell. cute, you know? And, but like feeling like your most self when right. you're with someone. Yeah. Um, but going back to kind of what you're saying, yeah. I feel like that actually opens up an idea that, you know, like when they talk about monogamous relationships and yeah. how like sometimes people can't can't um that doesn't fulfill them because they need uh little aspects of a relationship from different people like right. for instance that person sexually that person uh emotionally emotionally yeah. that person more philosophically right. that person spiritually totally um some people can get that in one person yeah which is amazing lucky wow yeah um but like if for instance a platonic relationship that's like such a deep rooted relationship yeah if, if you remove the sexual aspect of it it's almost like well then let's focus even more on the importance of all these other aspects that maybe you were gonna look at towards someone else right Mm -hmm. um but now you're able to really hone in when you already have a deep special bond and then you remove that sexuality then you don't have to spread yourself thin in these different aspects that's why i feel like maybe it is yeah no that's no that totally makes sense and so i i want to ask you both do you think that significant others should or shouldn't be at the center of life like, and I think this has to do with like heteronormativity. So. Uh, I, I, you know how I feel about yeah. this. So I would say no. Yeah. Right. I would say no as well. Yeah. You would say no. Yeah. Yes. And is that how you have moved towards structuring your lives? Well, babe, do you mind if we sort of talk about like, you know, obviously don't have to go too much into it, but I see a huge difference with your relationship now with your current partner mm. than the one that you've had before. And the reasons because and before, you know, like she would prioritize like, you know, spending time with this partner, but it also comes with growth. But yeah. now it's like more of just like, oh, this person is a part of my life and then I make room for others in my life. Right. Right. And, and and I think, you know, I, I just kind of want to preface this a little bit. Like when you guys lived in Reno, like you said, it was two couples living kind of under one household. Very heteronormative. And yeah. Very heteronormative uh, and a yaya. And, and you're kind of living on top of each other. Yes. Um, and so you were two partnered people that were <laughs> like loved each other. Yes. Um, and had to deal with each other's relationship dynamics head on. So mm-hmm. what was that like for you, Rochelle, during that time? It was... <laughs> It was strange because we were both going through a lot in, in our relationships while we were living together. Yeah. Um, oh. And it was, it, we had such a big house that became, it felt smaller and smaller and smaller because, um, we all, again, there was a lot of power play involved and there was just a lot in a small house. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a difficult time because um, that house v- felt very special. But at the same time, it at the end kind of started feeling a little crowded and there were just a lot of changes happening. Mm. You know, like the breakups happening around <laughs> oh. that time. Literally, like at the oh. end. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like so funny. <laughs> two broken up couples li- living, all living all together. All together. Like yeah. for a time, that was yeah. what was oh, happening. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and my was, God. Was, yeah. Like, oh. And that was like a big life change. Like that was happening Like where we we're like, okay, now we're not going to be living together. And that stuff was happening in between. So the changes together just felt overwhelming at that time. How did that affect the two of you? It was rough. I think we were both struggling with like our own personal identity with like leaving relationships, but then also the fact that did we make the right choice, you know, we were all, and we were not emotionally mature at the point to know that separation is 
good. Right. right? Because we're just like, oh, we're saving rent. Like, this makes sense. Yeah. This functionality so makes sense. <laughs> like, you, you know, know, yeah. And then, and then, like, it was funny because, like, my partner was, uh, ex partner was dating other people. Oh, and then, geez. like, bring, bringing them home. Oh, we're and, like, them and we're meeting them. And we're meeting them. And I'm like, this is, look, you know, at that time, huge learning lesson. Oh, we were just, like, going nerves. through it. But, you no know, boundaries. I was like, I was like, we're yeah, so progressive. We're, we're progressive. Like, we can yeah. make this work. And then, like, in hindsight, I'm right. like, oh my God, that was really unhealthy. Yeah. yeah. So, can I ask you, in certain moments, was it hard to be there for Rochelle when you didn't always agree with something she was doing? And then, vice versa, same question for Rox. Um, I never, I never was against anything Rochelle mm-hmm. was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think, you know, for me, it's like, I always want the best for her. And sometimes when I don't see the person she's with as being the best for her, honestly, we have to let other people go down their path and be as supportive and loving as possible. There were ways, there were times when I didn't handle that the best way. Got it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, you know, you both know me at my worst. I'm very straightforward. I could say very hurtful things. Mm. I could be very passive aggressive. These are all things I own up to. These are all things I own up to. I hear you. You know, but you're being very gentle at the time because that you would hint versus you would, you know, you would hint your opinion, but also, hey, allow yourself. And I think you do this with all your friends that you care about a lot. And and I I practice this as well and learn a lot from how you guys handle my situations Mm. is that you you say like what you said earlier that I do to you where I I say my opinion, but also allow you to experience and choose your own path and I'll support you nonetheless. You did the exact same thing for me. So I don't think there was ever like a, I can tell like you're, you'd always kind of like have this face of like, uh uh-huh. But (laughs) also like- Read me so fucking and well. I it's that. so hard for yeah. me to lie to you. Oh, you can't. But I definitely kept account of that. Like yeah. I knew, I knew what you're saying. She could read, but me also, well. but I'm, I yeah. was feeling a lot, and I was like going through my own like right. stuff and learning from that. Yeah, right. huge learning lessons. Um, but I would, I learned. You did that to me, and I did that to you. But I don't think that we realized that we were like that. The healthy part is that we were doing that for each other without even going like, oh, because she does this for me, I'm going to do this with her as well. It's oh like, yeah, that's, right. that's why yeah. it wasn't tip for tat. No, 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 no. I think I just, I, I know she loves me a lot. Yeah. And she knows that I love her a lot. Right. But we need to experience these things in order to learn. And then just, you know, like now I feel like all of our relationships and our friendships and the people that we choose, like it gets less and less and less because it, it, each one is more and more and more fulfilling. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. It's not like I'm like, I'm not, spread, I don't feel like I'm spreading myself thin, but I feel like every relationship I have is very, very important to me. Right, yes. And the people that I choose to like, if I hit you up with a text message saying, yo, I want to hang or whatever, that means I fucking love you yeah. because it, that's how important you are to me yeah and, and there's only certain amounts um and i think that like going back to your your initial question um about like partners and yeah. friendships and the importance of which one and who you know who yeah. gets higher it literally is like a small amount and each one is it it works together like right like a dance right it, it, like my partner i want them to love my best friend mm. and my best friend i want them to love my partner yeah i feel right now it's like happening ah. and it feels really good because i feel like i really feel like both parties are like yes like this is and that's so important to me. huge 
it feels aligned, yeah, right? And yeah, before, yeah. I almost felt like I constantly felt like I was forcing it. Like, yeah. you love my best friend, right? right? You love my partner, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, because, well, we love, we love them because you love them. It's always that. But now I actually feel like a real love coming on both sides. Wow. And that to me is so fucking important. And that removes so much anxiety from your life, 100%. I feel. Like, you I know? love your partner. I yeah. love your yes, partner. Yeah. I love, yeah. you know? Both. And I've also yeah. had a partner that Roxy didn't approve of. <laughs> and it wasn't, you were never like rude or mean about it, but you were clear. And yes. that was it's an it's a different thing yes. you know and it's like my spider senses are tingling yeah. yeah and i think at certain times like i also felt like i needed to force it like force him on you guys and like wanting you guys to bond mm-hmm. and like for- but then you realize like it's less so like oh i need the two of you to approve of my partner it's more that you guys see something in me and them that I can't necessarily see or don't want to see. Because yeah. your your emotions are caught up and make you yeah. feel a certain yeah. way. Because it's not as if whoever Rochelle is partnered with or whoever you're partnered with needs to be this perfect ideal. No. But it's just like, how do they, how, how is Rochelle being treated? What is Rochelle like in this relationship that's more important exactly. to you, right? Yes, like, yeah. and that's the fulfillment. It feels like a whole you know, like they yeah. make you feel whole. They're not removing or subtracting or you don't feel the struggle. Like I don't yeah. see that you're struggling through this. And as much as the struggle is necessary to grow, once you don't like when I'm seeing you not struggling in a in a really fulfilling relationship, it makes me the happiest. Yes. Oh, yes. Right? Oh, can we just give it up for Rochelle? Yeah. Like, who could say it better than that? Revelatory. Revelatory. She's the so revelatory, revelatory Rochelle. This is a revelatory Rochelle revelatory podcast. Revelatory Rochelle. It's, yeah, we're just guessing on Rochelle. I know, we're just <laughs> guessing on your podcast. But I think, listen, like, Goatees, what you might have been able to see is just this full evolution of their friendship from literally, like, I feel like it's like Charmander to Charizard. Like, it's like a Pokemon, like, you know. Great analogy. They went through so many phases and, like, from literally college, just drinking together, having like crazy nights out to like relying on each other, becoming family to literally becoming like domestic partners. Yeah. Um, And then I would say the full circle, the full tale of this also culminated with you two working on, as we've alluded to prior, list of lifetime, like working together in a very professional environment because you guys have done little things together previously, but this was like, a legitimate working relationship. Like, I'm not just bringing you on because you're a friend. I'm bringing you on because you're the fucking best at this. What was that like? How did, you know, what was that like for you guys? It's so crazy because, like, I don't, I mean, (laughs) some people feel this way about their romantic partners. Yeah. And I just feel this way about Rochelle. Is that, like, (laughs) is that, that, like, no matter what you do, I'm always in awe of you. Aww, Uh, see. <laughs> yeah, like, like you're always amazing. Yes, like, like you always surpass whatever pedestal I put you on already. Yeah, like you're you're crying. It goes higher. <laughs> I'm crying too. <laughs> Here's why working with Roxy is so amazing. Okay, here we go. She hires her closest best friends, not just because of like nepotism, right? Because she legit <laughs> thinks that they're. Dope. the most amazing yeah and in that sense she creates this world like it's Ugh. the best working environment yeah most actors that end up on your sets 
they don't want to work with anyone else yes. because they feel so at home, yeah. so like safe. And it's all encompassing because when you're on set, everyone fucking respects each other and loves each other and sees Ooh. why you think everyone else is brilliant. Wow. And you don't even have to say it, which you're such a good like, she's amazing. She's amazing. But also like, yes, everyone's amazing. And like yeah. you feel it when you're there and then everyone treats each other with such respect. Yeah. Wow. And then not only that, but you trust because you already think <gasps> that they're amazing at what they do. You trust them and their judgments, which all of a sudden opens up this amazing world of creativity. Wow. Wow. Because makes it, you better. Yes, it makes like, wow. it makes me feel better in my judgments. And, you know, like you make me feel like all my, like any little note I have, you're like, you agree with it. and But it's not just like, I agree because I, like you actually trust that judgment or you trust your DP's judgment. And in that sense, you are able to focus on what you're so good at working with the actors and watching that is like a dance on wow. its own. There's so many elements that work so, like works so well together. And then when it's 10 o'clock and then that's like when we need to wrap, you say it's wrapped, we go home. And right. that's like how you smooth respect. it yeah. works. Like everyone is not doesn't feel like you're a cog in a machine you're literally mm. there because you want to be you want to see everyone else happy in in respect of what they do and then you're so good at what you do because you respect everyone else and what they do wow, wow. I, think that, I think that we've all felt this way about each other yeah. like when yeah. we're excelling at our best yeah. like like you know Rochelle was obviously doing so well like just in awe like just like fucking flooring everybody yes. with her amazing artistry <laughs> yes. on the subway and people are just like where the fuck did you find her like yes. she's biffle you know like like really? like honestly no yeah. seriously and then like at prisca shows like like everyone's just like you know screaming their heads off at fucking how fucking amazing her you are show and then was i'm insane. so amazing good. and i'm going over i was like that's my girl that's my girl, <laughs> yes, that's my yes. girl. i know her i know her i lived with her i lived with her, I lived with her. I lived with her. Like, like, not everything more. is just like i'm just so in awe of my friends Dude. and like there's and, and I, this goes to you too prisca yes. it's just oh, like God. they're always <laughs> excelling like just right. making me better too and right. i think that like like, I never thought I could be this person, you know, and yeah. I couldn't yeah. if it weren't for my friends. Yeah. And it just shows, I think, in a more anxious ridden time in your life, Roxy, like specifically, like, I think you might have wanted to keep your friendship with Rochelle somewhere. Yeah. But then bringing her into your production life is a risky move because I was afraid that that would have changed us. Mm. Right. Walk me through that. Yeah. I mean, mean, because it's like you only know someone in a certain space Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, bringing her in. I'm like, I know she's very good at what she does. And I remember Ratch was like, I want to try, you know, features and I want to try movies. And I've never done it before. She's never done it before. And then I went to bat for her. You would never know. You would literally never know. You've never done that. The producers are like, she's never had any narrative credits. And I go, I don't give a fuck. I was wow. like, she's gonna be. But I'm like, if you trust me, yeah, you trust my friend. Wow. But the thing is that, like, that's all, fucking badass. All of those, I'm sorry, all of those so anxieties were quelled because I've seen how she works. Yeah, I've seen her pull all nighters. Yeah, I've seen her excel above and beyond what people expected. I've wow. seen it. Like, but from living with her, like, it, like she puts in the work, literally like every fiber of her being so there's no fucking way she can fail no no you know? absolutely not and you you had her back i think that is so enormous because i think it shows where you're at in your career too and yeah. where mm-hmm. you're at in your career because i think yeah. not that you would ever do this to rochelle but when you were younger someone someone higher up saying i don't know about this could have affected you a lot absolutely. more right yeah and so you you had the fucking balls to be like no bitch this is who <laughs> i fucking want and this is who i fucking get and then you didn't let any of that trickle down to the rest of your team you yes. know what i mean yeah. like she felt held and seen and able to be fully creative mm-hmm. and 
like that's that's what a boss ass director you've become yeah. Rox. like but I, I need you to take that I need you to take that thank you no but I'm coming into my angry chihuahua energy yeah. which I'm like really happy about but also it's like it's like because I see you both so much right. like I admire the both of you so fucking much I, I like am fangirls forever Seriously. of yeah. the both of you I'm in awe. I will go to fucking <laughs> bat I know how hard you work Priscilla too yeah. so it's like I you, because I worked with you I lived with you like right. on this podcast I see what you do yeah. there's no way you can fucking fail either this podcast changed our like our that's why I'm like so curious about how working together changed like how you communicated or whatnot because like Roxy and I I would say prior to doing the podcast together and we might have talked about this in our season two finale but it's only gotten stronger is like i don't know that we were able to have very constructive um conversations like even moments of constructive criticism i think we would skirt it it, when we were younger even just two years ago and it was kind of like oh well um i love her so it's like fine kind of thing and now because we've had some of those constructive conversations our bond is so much stronger and our trust is so much stronger and we're I'm also better so much for more it. soft with each so, other too. so much more because soft. we're used to being brought up hard yeah so you and I used to do that to each other yeah and then now it's just like I think we're so much softer with each other it's gentle yes yeah. it and is it, you also both removed like the fear when in friendships yeah. of trying to be like I'm good see look I'm I'm fine and keeping it together right. you remove that fear and yeah. all of a sudden you're like you literally can feel more like yourself yes and grow from that I feel yes. like when I'm with you both, I feel like my most self. And you know, like when you hang out with friends, yeah. sometimes you have to like tighten things a little up and yeah. it's like, you know, like you squeeze might your butthole, squeeze, yeah. squeeze your butthole, walk You have on, to like read the room. Yeah. You know? Eggshells. Yeah. You know, like walking oh, around very tipsoe. Yeah. I don't feel like I have to walk on eggshells with either of you. Um, Same. I can say something, but also feel like I'm in a, in a safe place. In yeah. a safe place. I know we're being recorded right now, but like at the same time, if we're not, we can literally say anything, but also understand where we're coming from because yes. we can talk it through. Yeah. Yes, bitch. Yeah. That's where, that's, I don't feel the fear of your judge, uh, judgment as a friend. And goatees, I feel that you all are all so lucky to be in the presence of this enormous, huge, radical friendship, romantic Revelatory friendship, Rochelle. revelatory <laughs> relationship between Rochelle revelatory and Roxy, re- the R and R that you the, needed. Oh, you know oh, what I'm saying? Revelatory <laughs> relationship with Rochelle and Roxy. You know, and so I think as we're closing out this conversation. I think a lot of goatees, you're probably out there looking for your Rochelle, looking for your Roxy. And I think that every friendship is its own magic. Um, But I do think there are some practical things that you guys do to nurture your relationship. And so I just want to start, you know, I just want to talk about cultivating intimacy. Okay. And I I do want to start by asking you, and I don't know that I necessarily know this um, outright from each of you, but what are your, let's say, two main love languages? Um, um, Minus, minus... My love language is quality time. Got it. And um, that's words, not surprising at all. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. <laughs> quality time and words of affirmation. Ooh, yeah, wow. I think those are mine. Yeah, I give like, one of my love languages of what I do right. is gift give. Yes, is okay. My way of like uh, she gives. She, I think all uh, three she, of she us do. That. I need to plants. give you a plant. <laughs> she gives. Me. And if you're not gonna love Some it at first, died. you're gonna yeah. eventually. It's a, and it's okay. Oh, yeah, thank you. It, and I'll keep giving yeah. more. Um, what do you like to receive? Receiving definitely words of affirmation, mm. uh, so that I know that you're present mm. in this relationship, and also uh, 
quality time because that's where we can be goofy together. Wow, so you guys have the same love language. We have the same love that language. Makes sense. Oh, oh, we give each other gifts all the fucking oh, time. That's your I guess gift. gift giving is also too. <laughs> but, but, but what's funny is that we gift give, but yeah. that's not the way we love language take. No, yes. Right. That's, Isn't but that funny? You're also, neither of you are hesitant with your words of praise. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? So I think that's what makes okay. it really work. Yeah, our, our words of affirmation. I will always really lift you yeah. up. I was always lift like, you bitch. up. Yeah. yeah, yes, bitch. bitch. I was like, you're the most amazing person ever. Yes, we no. have a book of thinking how brilliant we are, but we're not. <laughs> but we're not actually brilliant. The we, mental book of but ideas. We think we're really funny. We think we're eat, all of us. Yes. we all think we're each other's like the most funny. Person oh yeah, I've ever met in my life. no, I think the two of you are the funniest people I've ever. <laughs> met. You guys are both the funniest yeah. people. Special shout out Leah Takashi. Yes, and Leah, and Leah Takamoto. The fourth. The fourth. She has no idea how funny she is. Amazing. She's but so amazing. I guess I want to ask you individually, mm, sure. um, Rochelle, what are things that you do specifically intentionally to nurture your relationship with Roxy? I think it's the words of affirmation for sure. Um, constantly telling you how much I love you. Like, even if it's like text messages, I think there are times like we would, uh, randomly text each other and all of a sudden I see the three dots and you're like, holy shit. And then it <laughs> was like mouth. literally just to say like, I love you and I miss you. Just uh, like remembering that if like, if you're on a long shoot and I don't see you for three weeks, yeah. of course, like, yeah, I don't get to see you. But at the same time you would send out like a silly gift, you know, you'd always send that, that to everyone you would love. And yeah. I wanted to make sure I did the same uh, and always level on that same. So just to know that that I'm thinking about you as well. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's kind of some match on action here. Yeah. It is. Because it might not be natural per se to you. True. But you know that this is a way that Roxy's communicating. So true, you want to match that. Yeah. Because even like a text message is so like if I did it, because I don't do it often. I'm She's not never on, on her media. phone. Yeah. I'm not really on, on my phone. Right. So when I do it, it's because I fucking love that person. Wow. When I text to you, it's because I love you, but I don't do it often. So because I know you do it often with all your friends, I need to do it a little more. Yeah. You almost also, like put a calendar update. Exactly. Like, yeah. But it's already something that I do, like, feeling so naturally, I just have to do it a little more of something right. that I don't naturally do right. too much of. Yeah, just to push, um, just to match. Exactly. And how about you, Rox? Well, we have weekly hangouts mm-hmm. and dates. Yeah. And that's very important. Very important. And also, it's like, it's not that we say every Monday or anything like that. It's just a natural biological, like, ticking. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> she'll just be like... Hey, hang this week, you know, like, yeah. and then for me, if I'm on TikTok, I, so many things remind me of our show. <laughs> and so I'm always sending her a bunch of, like, that's my love language. It's just sending a bunch of stupid TikToks yes. and yeah. she doesn't have TikTok. So, so every time she has to download it, re-download every, it every single, single time. time. And then I'm like, and then I respond. Two days later. Great. Okay. Great. I finally saw it. Yeah. Go on desktop to watch yeah, it. Yeah. I don't have space on my phone. No, no, but I think like, honestly, our quality time together, like our dates together are like the thing I look forward to the most because yeah. it could just be, oh, a smoking hookah. At Boba Bear, which is like now our spot right now. And that's like, oh, let's just walk to dinner. And then you just like walk to dinner. And then yeah. like, I'm usually so like controlling about like my time yeah. but like with Ratch it just feels so natural right and so and it feels like every moment spent with her is worth it yeah. wow how do you guys communicate your needs with one another <laughs> I think it's um, telepathic. Yeah, yeah. It's so natural. I yeah. think she knows how I am. Yeah. And I've told her my insecurities. Right. Yeah. And so and she, same. yeah. And she tells me how she feels. Mm. I think what makes the hangout so special, um, or even if like we do like a long trip or something, it's like, I know we're very loud and we're very talkative, but sometimes like we, we can literally be in the same room and like chill almost like we're roommates still. Yeah. Mm. And not like, being so loud together usually we're not gonna fill like these voids like all the time with like 
constant talking we can actually just like just be happy in each other's presence and also kind of read the other person of like what do you actually want to do today mm. do you want to chill are you tired like we and then we can like goof around and not feel so like we have to do something to fill this time to wow. make sure it's the most fun it's so natural it's right. so natural um, right and so it's always just like because we're both really good at uh, reading the room and feeling the other person. Yeah. I think that we already do that with each other so naturally that it always just feels so flowed out. Wow. Yeah. We don't have to really say, hey, I, I have a headache. I don't really feel like doing this. It's like you feel it yeah. already. And you're like, we're already going to that. Or like, hey, I feel crazy. Let's go to the fucking mall yeah. and like, be weird. And then we do that. And I feel like when I'm out in social situations with you guys or, or we're at a retreat or something, you guys always kind of block and tackle for each other based oh, yeah. on what the other person's feeling, which is like the most coupley thing I think I've seen you guys do in public, you know? <laughs> no, seriously, But yeah. it's cool because I think for goatees, like a big takeaway is there's both supernatural aspects to friendship, but there's also practical aspects. So it's like listening. Thank goodness we're all earth signs. Observing, yeah. <laughs> like really observing the other yeah. person. Like Rochelle said, like reading the room. Like there are things that you can do to up your current friendships just by paying attention mm -hmm. and just by reading what they're and asking, asking not just reading but asking listening to each other yeah it's oh my crazy God. And it's crazy and like, being intentional towards each other yeah. yes like if i can listen to someone for 10 minutes but actually listen it's like it means almost more of the world than just like doing like hanging out with someone for three years yeah. but not saying right <laughs> there are also moments when she's talking and i'm just not listening. oh yeah and that's <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay because that's usually when I'm just like and then the flower came out yesterday and it was pink and I thought wow and, and then just like uh-huh and then she's like you're not listening yeah well I think well the funny thing is like when you really put our friendship into an analogy it kind of yeah. feels like a really fun mushroom trip because because again I feel like my most inner child where we literally like we have a, like the last time we tripped together we had a banana and we were like uh, la banane and like and like taking photos of it next to cactuses and laughing and going like wow and then I put it on your head and you're like oh my god that's cool and then that's like the friendship yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden we're sitting there having this like deep philosophical right. discussion and wow, writing poetry right. and then reciting it to each other and then I'm like I made mac and cheese yeah. and, and like it just feels so like up and down yeah. and internal and out like like you know, it's grandeur and grounded. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I, I like this idea. And I, I think as you said that, Rochelle, of like, you guys are just painting your own new version of friendship. Yeah. Like, you know, this is reinventing something that's been around for eons, but you guys are creative with how you're recreating friendship, yeah. which is really cool. And so I think to close off this conversation, what I'd like each of you to do is look at each other and I'd like each of you to share three words of affirmation. So Rochelle, I'd love for you to go first. She's going to cry. Uh, and they're going to be very, not basic, but very just like straight uh -huh. on. Uh -huh. You are beautiful. You touch absolutely everyone you have ever met. You are, I want to say more than three. He <laughs> yeah, has many. You will make such an impact in the world just starting with one person and that person can tell the next person that they met you because that's how important <laughs> you are. <laughs> so stupid. I know, I know. It what? sounds like a gift card. Not a gift card. It sounds like a card. So I'm crying too. That's <laughs> so beautiful. I knew you were going to do something like this. Such a bitch. so emotional. Yeah. 
Um, my turn. Okay, I'll say more after. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're done now. Um, Rachi, I, <laughs> I wish the world could know like a relationship like ours because you have changed me so much. There are these affirmations. I don't even know. No, I feel like these are wait, just vows. Wait, I feel like these are just vows. These are vows. You're getting married. Okay, yeah, it feels like we are married for life. We talked about this. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll always be there for you. I always show up for mm-hmm. you like fuck everything else mm-hmm. you know people leave whatever mm-hmm. i'm here forever mm-hmm. no matter where you mm-hmm. are in the world mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and i just want to know there's nothing that you can't do and i always want to show everybody like how amazing you are but i also selfishly wanted to keep it for myself <laughs> at the same time, you know and i just want you to keep shining your light because um not everyone deserves your light mm. but you know okay i'm not Please, done, not done. I'm not okay. done. you are my home oh you're my we, home. you know what? we've always had like a book yeah like yeah that, that's our home yeah that's where we put our ideas yeah or we have the fern that grows or we have the um the lock box that one day if we ever get separated for some reason like some yeah, sort yeah, of post-apocalyptic yeah, yeah, yeah. thing yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll go back and then yeah. you'll leave me a little bottle of whiskey there and yeah, then yeah. I'll leave a little, a little note yes, and be like I'll be here it, at 3pm yeah, yeah. meet me when the sun uh, rises over over the, yeah. the moon yeah. and, uh, yeah, and, and I'll sneak you. LSD in there so in case there is a nuclear thing yes. that we could both take it yes. and then think of each other when we die but what yeah. that is is that that's home right yeah. we always have to have some sort of symbolic home in some yeah. sort of way you are my home you are my home. You're my home forever. Yeah. <laughs> we can die with the red fern between us. It's so romantic. You can now when are we getting our tattoo? Oh, should we go today? We should go today. We've been talking about like, we were talking about getting ferns. We were gonna then, get a fern, but then the ferns die so fucking easily. And then you were like, you sent me a text saying like, stop. Don't think about wanting to get a fern anymore. Yeah, yeah, we're over the ferns. I don't think we're over the ferns. What's the rare plant that Rochelle got today? Oh, that's a Florida ghost. Maybe we should get that. Because it's like elusive. It's, it's rare. It's really pretty, but I don't think that's what it is. Okay. It's a moose heady. It's a we'll little moose heady. We'll have to um, come but, up with something good. Um, but anyways, I love you so much. I'm so grateful that I have someone like you in my life because I know that a lot of people aren't as lucky. I'm so lucky to have you. You may now kiss the bride. all my platonic no, it's soulmates so true. I like, go in a commune absolutely go tease thank you for being on this amazing journey I think each of you are so I lucky you, Prisca. to get <laughs> a little insight into this amazing friendship um, we're gonna take a <laughs> it's a very late for a break we're gonna take a <laughs> We're going to take a little breaky break um, while we get some tissues and Kleenex and whatnot. And we'll be back with our first, third, and unsolicited pick. So we'll be right back. been a thick girl mm-hmm. right I think I think this is in my genetic makeup mm-hmm. because I've never been skinny I had to constantly apologize for taking up space hi goatees thanks for tuning in last season we did an episode about fat phobia and binge eating if you haven't heard it yet this is a great one to play during your commute this week and if I'm being completely honest with you all I had friends I've seen memes I've seen it in tv shows where people are like yeah I turned to food for comfort I never understood it until I got Ashland and I started to turn to food for comfort 
It was the only pleasure center in my brain that I knew how to fire up. In all our years of friendship, these were things we never talked about because we either didn't know how to start the conversation or we just didn't feel comfortable sharing yet. And then sure. my mom used to do this thing. Everything that I ate, she would observe. She would monitor. Mm. And I remembered um, sometimes she'll let me chew the food but spit it out. So I, at least I could taste it. Now that I really think back on it, it was a terrible time. We hope you take a listen. Head to twohornygoats.com slash episodes slash fat phobia to listen now or find the episode on Spotify and iTunes. Okay, now back to the show. All right, we are back from our little breaky break. I hope you didn't miss us too much because we were part of the break. Um, <laughs> I am still here with the revelatory <laughs> R&R, Rochelle and Roxy. How y'all yeah. feeling after that amazing conversation? Honestly, I just want to say that I am so thankful that Rochelle is on this episode today because yeah. like, I get, like, we get to share how I know her to the world. Yeah. And like, um, you know, they'll just share her brilliant insight, her brilliant brain and like her love and empathy and compassion. And yeah. it's like, I just, I'm just so happy that we get to share this. So thank you, Prisca. This is yeah. such a great idea. Oh For my gosh. The most amazing host. And it's so cool to see Rochelle through, like to see Roxy through Rochelle's eyes. Cause I think we, we, we hear a lot about Rochelle and I think what makes y'all's friendship like this cool special recipe is the two of you. And yeah. so to kind of get to see your perspective on Roxy was really mm -hmm. special, Rochelle. And saying everything out loud, I know we love talking about like our origin story. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, it's like we marble. don't ever get that chance. Like, yes, we do. But at the same time, it's like, it's so fun to like have this allowance um, yeah. to be able to say as much as we want. Yes. Oh. And not that we can't, but like <laughs> now we were like saying it and it's like putting out in the world and also just like the little nuances of our, of our friendship and our relationship. Um, um, we're saying it straightforward versus yeah. kind of like, I love you. Yeah, I love you. It's true. like, yes, we say it all the time, but like, this is why I fucking love you. Wow. Yeah. And it's very specific. Yeah. Uh. And it almost be, it's like almost things that you might not even know of why I love you so much. You right. Know? Yeah. I was just telling Prisca over the break that, um, I'm learning so much more about you. Mm. And like, and then Prisca's like, well, there's more that you're like learning about yourself as yeah. well. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, podcast, always new right? things that are like sort of like cracking the surface. Yeah. Like, it's weird that it's words weird. can do that. It's weird that the like the process of going from brain through mouth, mm -hmm. it, it it is healing. It is opening. It does change things. It creates new neural pathways. You mm -hmm. know, it it almost shouldn't. Like, why yeah. would it? But it does. Mm -hmm. And that's why everyone and their mom has a podcast. But it's like it. it that's what we want to facilitate here. Right. Like real like healing conversation, mm -hmm. eye opening conversation, revealing, um, affirming yeah. conversation. So I thank you both for taking part in that. And oh my, thank you so oh much. Oh my God. Do you me. hear that? Oh my God. 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 It's got a lot. What is that? Unsolicited pics. This is our first threesome. I love that. This is our first unsolicited threesome. Unsolicited threesome. What? Wow. 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 W
obviously, the, when the three of us are together, we think that we're brilliant. I, I think that we're pretty freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah, the point where we are. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think I, we're pretty amazing. It's undeniable. Yeah. Um, but Rochelle, since it's your first time yes. doing unsolicited picks, yes. can you share your okay. unsolicited pick okay. with our goatees? I'm actually really excited to share this because every time I talk about music and who um, I'm recently listening to, I love talking about her because I think she's amazing. <gasps> There's this girl named Luna Lee. <gasps> Ooh. Um, she is, I believe, Korean-American. Ooh. Um, and she is so amazing. She actually started listening to her. She has this um, album called uh, Jam- the Jams EP that she brought out during the pandemic. And oh, she shit. actually recorded most of it in her bedroom. No. And that's actually how I started. I found her on social media in some way because I like following girls who play like, the bass or play. Yeah. Uh, just, I love, wa- it's inspiring because I'm trying to learn as well. Oh, that's so um, And I'm, she's amazing. She plays harp. She plays like the most amazing guitar. She plays wow. bass. She plays literally everything. What? And then like, and does all the layering, has a beautiful voice and writes her own songs. And she's amazing. And I literally love watching her. Oh my God. Um, but so she came out with that. I was obsessed with that. And then she just recently, which I need to actually spend more time on, um, she had brought out an album this year. So I actually don't know the name of it. Wow. I'm not super, super familiar with it, but I need to like listen to it more, but I want more people to listen to her. Yes. She's amazing. Hell she, yeah. She, she opened up for a Japanese breakfast <gasps> of la- last year, I think, or the past year how um, freaking cool Luna she's Lee. insane she's like a fairy creature she's so beautiful right. uh, um, and she like wears this really cool like kind of like euphoria makeup uh, of um, course and just dresses really cool um, and just is a really amazing artist oh my god so and just so our goatees know Rochelle was a music writer Aww. and like you know had <laughs> blogs and, and whatnot. so she if she has a pick you best go listen to it that's all I have to yeah. say like really Rochelle has impeccable taste in music. impeccable <laughs> yeah like when she's at my my house and she's like i kind of oh this is cool i'm inside i'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> like the rochelle flauta the revelatory the revelatory rochelle flauta approves of my west elm exactly purchase. exactly <laughs> all right roxy what's what's your pick girl okay so prisca and i recently went to this amazing koreatown amazing. coffee shop which i will take us to yes. depending on when we get yes. back yeah. and send me a photo so i can be insanely jealous yes <laughs> so this place is called Yim's Coffee. It's actually right next to Shincheon, which yes. is where we had lunch with their amazing Solong Tang so and Donkani Tang, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And then this is on 6th Street by Normandy. Not Normandy, it's, it's like 6th Street. It's like, yeah, it's, it's close to Virgil. It's like literally in the corner of Virgil and 6th. Yeah. And it's in a little plaza. And this place is so new that they barely have any reviews. Yeah. But my God, can we please oh talk about God. the quality of the coffee? Oh my God. Please. <laughs> so good. Tell, I had tell us more. Buttercream latte. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it was the most orgasmic uh, thing. It's like not too sweet. It's like perfectly balanced. Uh, yeah. And then I don't, they were telling us how they made it, Prisca. I really wasn't listening. Yeah, but yeah, do you yeah, remember yeah. what they said? No, you were too like busy, focused on the aesthetics. I was like, you were talking to me about something serious. And yeah. then I took my first step and I just You're completely like, forgot everything yes, you said. Like we left our bodies. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like a whipped milk. Um, and it, it's just delicious. I can't so wait to try good. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, this place is fire. And then you have their like Vienna coffee. Yeah. The which Vienna is one. also like, Less sweet. Just less sweet than the butterscotch, I think. But they have a bunch of specialty lattes that I think was really amazing. So I would say go check out this place, Yeem's Coffee, Y-E-E-M-S. And I really want to go there like every single fucking day. Like we're going to drive an hour. (laughs) Worth it. No, you guys aren't leaving the house. (laughs) Um, Oh my God. (laughs) Okay, bitch, what about you? Okay, so I have a pick and then I think the three of us have a pick. Uh Yeah, we do. Yeah, and so my pick, um, my little influencer corner, um, (laughs) Uh, I love this 
sweats brand called Mate the Label. Yeah. Love. <laughs> they are, it's like organically made in Los Angeles. Hell yeah. Um, all the dyes are natural and they are comfy as fuck. Cute and ass colors. Since, yeah, since the quarantine, like we all need our loungewear to matchy match. Like, and you I look mean, so good in it all so the time. Good. Thank you. I like their crop top like sweater because I've got short legs. You know, it's hereditary. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I, and then their sweats, their joggers, they have pockets. They're so comfortable. Like the pockets are deep as fuck. So too. deep. You have so many. You things. can like keep your cell phone in there. Like this ain't no like couple of pennies. Like you know, it's like capacity. you don't fucking squat and then just like pops no, out. You know, no, like because that's so the worst. Annoying. That's Next. how you lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how yeah. you lose your phone. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I think women's clothing having bad pockets is part of the patriarchy so i would like to i would like to just promote this company that's has deep pockets and not the way that (laughs) it's like corporate america but anyhow i i love their amber color yes yes, and they they've got this great like greeny color roxy's wearing this beautiful pinky color yeah like literally (laughs) and then my friend porter came over and she wore my set and she looked so good in it and i was like i want another set because of you so So anyway the label sponsor us sponsor us because we're organic and made in los angeles thank you (laughs) we would love for you to sponsor our merch (laughs) thank you um and finally the three of us have a big pick yes Um, um, it wow. is Leaf and Light. Yay! Yay! Shout out to Frankie, Frankie and Kat. Yeah. And their bearded dragon, Char. Yeah, Char, Char, Char. It's like Char Oh my God, full circle. Oh my God. Oh my God. Drop the mic. Drop all the mics. We're done. We're done. No need to get They are absolutely incredible. We went in there. Like we were driving and I just yelled out, and Roxy like we must go yeah. we must go and then I'm just like I'm just gonna browse I'm not really gonna buy anything we're not gonna buy anything we ended up buying like fucking eight plants we bought the entire yeah. store and they were so nice repotted everything had a little greenhouse with rare plants we gotta inside. talk about they have like fucking queen anthuriums and yes. you know they have all the goods it was literally Roxy opened the little greenhouse they had and she immediately shut it and she's like I can't <laughs> this is too amazing just, like, and then we opened it yeah and, and I was we like, were like you guys oh. have rare plants yeah. Dude, it was it's, insane. Uh, like some plants you've never seen in person, yes, right? Yes, Anthuriums. Yes, the Anthuriums and also the 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 Caladium, yes. um, the, which looked. I, what was it called? Again? It was amazing. I, I, I don't know, but it, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go. It looked look so it. surreal. It was amazing, and then they also had this amazing, like this giant like anthurium yeah this giant yes. one that looked like it was printed uh-huh. like, on paper that's how fucking healthy it oh was oh my god and um it's it they, they weren't selling any of the ones that they're currently growing no. so they could like you know pro- like sell the cuttings but rochelle was able to get a cutting of a florida ghost I'm and, so <gasps> yeah i've been oh staring gosh. at roxy's uh ghost for a long time oh my and i'm gosh. like i want one and now yeah. she has her and own and then she we got some own. friendship Plants. Yeah, yeah. So we just all bought each other plants because that's just how we are like, now. Pick that plants like don't buy it. I'm gonna don't buy it. Buy it. Yeah. So <laughs> so plant shops sponsor us. Sp- yeah. Yes. Um. And you know they're a small shop. They're out in downtown Pomona. So if you're ever out like by the 909 mm-hmm. or whatever, go visit them. They Frankie have the Kat. best plant tips. Really dog so friendly. nice. Dog friendly yeah. and like they they yeah plant tips. They tell you how to take care of your mm-hmm. plant. They repotted it for us. Couldn't have 
taken more time with us. Oh. Like, really, we were like, so we appreciative. We could have hung out all day if we wanted they were to. So Absolutely. Generous. They were so lovely. Frankie and Kat, them. tell them two horny goats sent you. Yes. Um, and I think that's a show. Whoa. Uh, also, y'all, if you're enjoying what you're listening. Yes. Here. Oh, please donate. <laughs> please donate to us. I know. Um, we were actually, oh. so like, Chris <laughs> Not Prisca, done yet. There's Prisca, more. Yeah. Prisca and I are actually thinking about um, doing an in-person mixer <gasps> sometime soon. That's Yay! right. You know? Yeah. So let us to know if you want that. celebrate the end of season three. Absolute. Absolute. So meet and greet. If you want that from us, uh, yes, yeah, yes, um, yes, you know, yes, hit yes. us up at hello at twohornygoats.com if you have a place that we can, you know, gather at. Yes, yes, Let's yes. talk. And then, um, in addition, we started a TikTok. <laughs> um, I, it burnt me out creating yeah, It's too. a lot of work. But, like, please follow us on TikTok. I think we're going to put some fun content and then um, we would love it if you guys would and we have it on our Instagram as well if you guys want to duet it I think the crush one is so easy to duet like if you have crush material and you have relatable crush content go and like yeah. duet our fucking oh, thing good. or like use the audio um yeah so, so on that note have a horny week our lovely goatees and remember stay horny was following the eye was following the eye was following the eye was following the eye was following the pack all swallowed in their coats with scarves of red tied round their thrones to keep their little heads from falling in the snow and i turned round and there you This podcast is hosted by Roxy and Prisca, music by Abraham Kim, incidental music provided by Dan, a.k.a. Dan, artwork by Connie Yen. Please visit us at twohornygoats.com. Have any questions or thoughts? Email us at hello at twohornygoats.com. Okay, bye! Okay, we need to take a shot because okay. I think that, okay, was, like, okay, okay. that was like that legitimately was special. That was so-